Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and this show is called It's Personal. And every show, every guest comes in here with a story that is either personal to the guest or relevant in today's world. And so today I have a very special guest with me, Mary McHale. And Mary, your story is one of advocation and supporting uh, victims and survivors mm -hmm. of trauma. Okay, and that trauma could be sexual assault, it could be finding your voice to tell your story and then being shut down. It could be, it takes on many forms, but your story is, is started with trauma and then goes to inspiration and advocation, correct? Correct. Okay, mm -hmm. so talk to me about your story. What, what happened, when did it happen? Okay, well, I just want to just give a little brief um, history, I guess, to, to growing up and everything. I was, I was raised from a, um, what I would say, a very, you know, good family, a uh, Catholic family. I was uh, the last of four. I have a twin, um, and I went to 12 years of Catholic school. Um, life was pretty much normal. I did things that most kids do. Growing up, we um, we did go to church every weekend. The church was a big part of our life. My father was raised by priests, two priests, I think, in particular, but um, they were they were role models for him. So it was very common for my family to have priests around our house. And so after Saturday night mass, we would we would invite the priest over to the house. Mm. It was very common, and and. Um, you know, I did other things like, you know, went out and played with friends. I played sports in school. I, uh, just a very average, you know, middle class mm -hmm. life. So I struggled um, as, I, as I started to get a little bit older um, within myself because I started to feel different from other people, different from um, when I started to um, be attracted to, to, to the, you know, I started to be attracted to um, certain people. That didn't make much sense. Well, so you were you were going into your teen. Was this your teenage years? In my teenage okay, years. Okay, so you're yes. in your teenage years, and you started to feel have feelings, and I had feelings towards the uh, same sex. Okay, towards um, other women, towards other girls. Women. Okay, yeah. And because of my upbringing, I began an internal struggle with yeah. that. All the messages that I always received from school, from church, from the people that I hung around because it was a cultural um, um, environment. I think when you're brought up in that sort of religion, everybody around, your friends are Catholic, mm -hmm. your your neighbors are, and, and all the messages I received was that that was wrong. So I started to really start to struggle within of how I'm going to, you know, to live my life out and as I got older and I tried to stuff these feelings I tried to you know make them go away I tried to um, date guys just to try to fit in and um, it didn't work very well and um, by the time I was a senior in high school I actually met a girl and started um, a very secretive relationship mm -hmm. and um, I just remember though many for a long time I, I thought inside I mean I didn't know if I even wanted to to live anymore because 
I didn't know how I was going to play this out. I mean, to be gay was wrong, to live a lie was wrong, and if I committed suicide, it was wrong. So I didn't feel like I had a lot of options. I felt hopeless. And um, one of the things I remember thinking was, if I ever make it out of this in whatever fashion or whatever way it looks like, I want to be able to help other people because growing up inside and not talking about it and feeling just hopeless um, is a very scary place. So you are a senior in high school now or have you? I'm now a senior in high school. So you're a senior, you are in a relationship, but it's yes. covert yes. and everything's covert in this, in this community. Correct. Right. Okay. So when did you feel brave enough to approach your church? Uh, to to did you did you feel a need to speak about who you were? I felt I did. I felt because I I felt so much inside that this was the right thing because I was being true to myself. Mm -hmm. Yep. But yet, the turmoil from the outer environment caused me to take action, and that action was to go to the confessional. It was to go to the priest. Of this is this is what I was always taught in my life. So that's when I decided to take that action. So you go in and you're in confession and you speak your truth, Yes. right? And you owned it. I can only imagine that that takes huge courage to do that, particularly in that tight community and so forth, correct? Correct. All right, so what happened after that? Well, immediately in the confessional, and I'll never forget, it was the day my, my abuse started. I was groomed that day from that moment, um, my senior year, because the priest replied to me that we needed to work on this together outside of here. and Work on what? Work on how I felt, I guess, and who I felt I was because I don't, I wasn't, it was a sin. Mm -hmm. It was viewed as, as a sin and the way to have resolution with it was we were going to work on it together. And that's basically what he said to me. At that point, I probably wasn't really 100% sure what that looked like, mm -hmm. but I, at that point, was willing to take any direction because this was the only, this was the first time that I said the words out loud. Okay. What happened after that? Um, we started to meet this priest at school in his office on school time, and then it progressed to his office outside of school at the rectory where he lived. Um, and he kept telling me that he had a special program that he needed to work on with me to help me communicate better. I don't remember him specifically saying that this program was going to not make me gay mm -hmm. or turn me straight. It was to help me communicate. And um, at that point, I was willing to do whatever he said and follow any direction because I felt alone in this. And also, the one person I did tell I didn't want him to tell anybody else. Right. So at this point, he had me. Right. So let's keep it covert all the way around, mm -hmm. right, because the uh, backlash for you could have been huge. Sure. I mean, I felt like now I have two secrets instead yep. of one mm -hmm. is how I felt. So how did it, how did you get through this? Um, you know, it, it, he kept, the, the abuse itself, he, he said, we would get together outside of here after I had graduated because I couldn't be the student-teacher relationship anymore. So the event, the, 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 the major event happened. I mean, up until that point, there was inappropriate conversations and stuff like that. What I was able to overlook because of fear-based mm -hmm. on my end. Um, but the one night that it did happen, the event that happened, um, 
and I don't know to go into detail about it. You go into what you're comfortable with. He had um, a program that was specially sent to him by a psychologist, and um, he said the only instructions that came with it were that we needed to complete the program that night. Couldn't go into any other sessions. He didn't know what it was about, but here it was, and we, I needed to agree right then. So I said, okay. Um, what happened was he had walked me back into his room that night at the rectory. I remember one lady being there who was leaving. Um, we walked back into his room and he shut the door and he locked it. And that's when I suspected and the light bulb went on. But, but still, even though the awareness was there, I, I still felt like I need to do what he says because of this fear that he was going to tell somebody. That's all I kept thinking about. Well, I would imagine it was fear, but also position. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. his position, too. So how did you, how did you, what happened? Well, he had the large envelope, and I remember specifically thinking, did he write on these envelopes to look for his handwriting? They were tight. Opens the large envelope, and inside there's three. The first envelope he opens up, and it says, uh, talk about your past sexual experiences, and we were both to participate. So he would tell me when he masturbated, and, you know, just like his thought process, how he didn't really want to, he, he struggled with the celibacy part of being a priest. Um, I talked about mine, which I did not have a, a I was pretty naive then, and I didn't mm -hmm. have this large, you know, sexual background, so that went rather quickly. Um, the second envelope said, point to each other's body parts and give names, slang or professional. So there was touching with that, you know, mm -hmm. with each um, and so at this point, we, we completed the two envelopes, knowing there was the third one. Um, I knew it was getting progressively, you know, more intense. So um, I tried to get out of it. I have to go. It's getting late. No, you agreed to this, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay. So he uh, opens it up and it says, get undressed as far as you can and critique each other's body. So he went first. He got down into his underwear and he wanted to take his underwear off, but I insisted that he didn't. And then I went, um, I got down into my bra and underwear and he wanted me to, to go further and I would not, I adamantly would not. And I left that night, I got out. Um, looking back and hearing other stories now, I don't know why. You know, as a, a survivor of sexual assault, you or sexual you know, abuse, sometimes when you hear other people's stories, you do tend to have guilt for some things mm -hmm. or you wonder why. But anyways, I got out and was never going to go back. And he, he started to call me at work, at home. Um, my dad said to me, uh, what did you do? Why does he keep calling? Because that was what mm -hmm. people thought, you know, the priest can't do wrong. Um, and I said, this is what he did, told him. He called the next time my dad answered. He confronted him and he denied everything. Um, but he, I think it scared him enough to stay away and stop calling. So, Well, let me stop you there. And, and I, I, I want the audience to know that we're probably going to end up doing two parts on this, on this okay. story. Uh, but I want to just make sure that we're really clear on this because I think that, you know, the Catholic Church and what is happening in the news today is very relevant and you're very brave to tell the story today, but there are so many parallels to other types of assault and abuse from people in power, 
people that you would never imagine would do these things, mm -hmm. people that because you're fearful, you don't want to be called out. And so I think it's not just, it is, a, that is huge, but there's so many other people that could be listening to the story or watching the story. And it may not be church related, but it may be a friend, a neighbor, a family member, sure. a husband, you know, a wife. And I think that this is, this is really, really important. Before we end this segment, I want to know how you were brave enough to admit to your father that this was what was going on. So the priest is calling, 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 and now you had kept this secret from your family. You had been through what you went through with the priest. What do you think it was that motivated you to be honest with your father? The fear of being doing something wrong, because I feel like when when asked, he thought I was the one that had done something, and um, I just I needed to clear my name, I guess. So you knew then what you had been through was wrong. You knew you had been abused, mm -hmm. and you had your family there, and so that became more important to you. Yes. Than what this person's position power and what his word was this family became more important to you yes. and your name yes am i correct correct and i knew that they would they would i knew deep down that my family would support me no matter what that's fantastic all right we're going to end it here we're going to come back to part two and we'll go into what happened after this okay and and how you got through it and ultimately got through it okay okay yep all right thanks mary